up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Tough Love Yourself podcast. And I know I just released um, the fourth episode, but I have decided to really stick to my word and start being more consistent in releasing episodes. Because actually, Asha, you know, I haven't been consistent in releasing episodes. I think I just released one episode like every three weeks or every once a month. <laughs> so I want to change that. And... Today is a very special episode as we have another guest in the show. And not just any guest, I am joined as well today by an international life coach as well as an entrepreneur. He is the founder of Asha's Mindful Industries. So it's Ami for short, right? So. Um, Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. There is some, some lag. Yeah. So, yeah, I was saying that you are the founder of Ashes Mindful Industries. Where yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's Ami for short, which in French it means yeah. friend. Yeah, I think I yeah, exactly. find that so interesting and just beautiful. And yeah, anyway, guys, he, through this, he helps so many young adults and men find peace and joy within themselves reconnect with their true selves and just basically help them improve their lives and the meaning behind um, the name of his coaching business has such an interesting and beautiful story behind it but I'll let our special guest talk about it so without further ado let's welcome Sebastian Kole if if that if I pronounce that right and also known as Asha Hope yeah, exactly. But you can call me Asha. Is the yeah, it's the name I get when I was in India, and I think it's way easier for everybody and for myself to introduce myself as Asha, especially that online I'm known as Asha. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy to be here and to share uh, all this because for years I've been I've been into a very dark place and I didn't know what was going on in my life and was just like struggling and doing the same thing and. And hitting my head on the wall. And one day I discovered the world of personal development by chance because I was just reading a book. And in that book, the other explaining that she learned everything she knew in a center that was like 100 kilometers of where I was. So I was like, okay, I'm going to move there. And I turned to a meditation center without having much idea of what it was. And then I was like, wow, I'm going to spend my whole time here. And I, from two days, it became three months of stay in this meditation center in India. And it was mind-blowing. Oh, wow. That sounds... Um, I, we can't wait to hear more about that, um, Asha. Um, yeah, so tell me more. Why don't you tell us more about your, this um, new name that you have, Asha Hope. Um, yeah, because you mentioned you got that name india yeah 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 it's i, I think it, i really love it because it's what i want to bring to the world uh for more than 10 years i was addicted to five different drugs i was taking cocaine ecstasy wheat tobacco more things that's so important and i found that at one point I, and i did my whole journey of recovery on my own the day i decided i would stop taking drugs i just make decision and from one day to the other i i said my recovery and the three weeks after that decision i was really struggling but i was just doing it and then I started traveling, working with charities and, and creating events and creating many things around the world. And I really decided to bring hope in the life of the people. And I think that receiving that name, I think it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great that you were able to um, overcome and work on, you know, your demons on your, by yourself and, of course, with the help of other people. But it's having this kind of, like, um, like determination is really important, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And it's great that you're sharing that. I think it's great that you're sharing it to the world, to other people. And that is the main reason why I want to do this topic. So, guys, our main topic for today um, will be about 
Overcoming Your Addictions, featuring our coach, Asha. <laughs> so, I, I want to do this topic because I've seen so many people around me deal with their addictions on their own, and um, I want to know what factors have helped other people succumb to their addictions for the rest of their lives, and what will also help them manage these addictions. And I think, um, like, addictions is really such a broad topic. Like, you don't just find it in one area, right, in our lives. Like, not just in drugs or alcohol. It could also happen, um, like, in, like, like social media, TV, caffeine, all that stuff. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people can really benefit from this topic and having someone who has um, personal experience in it I think will be an inspiration and they can learn a lot from your story you know and um, yeah I in this episode I we hope that I just want to reach out more people and let them understand that it's absolutely possible to win over your addictions with the right mindset and tools. Yeah, so let's begin. We have a couple of questions here. Um, yeah, but anything else you want to say, Asha, before we start with the questions? Um, no, I have, uh, not not much things to say. I just, just, I mean, for me, I can already dive into the the subject of addiction because I know, I know a lot. I already uh, recorded one podcast with a friend about addiction, and yeah. there is one thing I want I want to say just already to 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 put that seed in the mind of the people is like the word addiction in Latin. It means that you are you are inflicting yourself the addiction. It's like self subjective. You're putting that on yourself. And I like more the word dependence because that helps you to understand why you're addicted to something. You're dependent onto something. The thing is that when you have an addiction or dependence, you are outsourcing uh, a cap- an ability or a feeling to something. Yeah. So, for example, people who are addicted to caffeine or cocaine, caffeine is like a lack of uh, motivation because ca- uh, caffeine increase your uh, dopamine levels, which means that you're more motivated to do things. So when you have addiction to caffeine in the morning, you need to have a coffee to, to wake up. It means that you're not motivated to do the things. So you need to ask yourself, why am I not motivated to do that? And for example, cocaine, which I was addicted, is a lack of confidence. So already understanding that the addiction is not the drug, is that we are missing something and we are replacing that mm-hmm. with the consumption of the drug. Mm-hmm. So if people can understand that, they can ask themselves, what is that drug giving me and how can I get it by myself? Wow. Yeah, that's a great um, way to uh, put it, like to really um, help other people understand that it's, uh yeah like you said it's really something uh something is that uh, that kind of dependence on uh something really helps you with you know filling a void on a particular thing that um that maybe is important for you yeah like you said Mm -hmm. okay yeah i think that's a great way to uh help other people understand and that it's not really, uh, what do you call this? Uh, you're not a bad person for being dependent on, I mean, you know, it's not, it's something that gives you hope, like you're, gives you hope that, um, you can still yeah. <laughs> de- deal with this, manage it. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. So Asha, why won't you, what, what? do you want to talk about first like um you mentioned maybe the root roots um, well for me is to to understand that uh, everybody has their lives and someone uh, said the addiction is going to be dangerous and Many people have addiction that are so, 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 uh, that are accepted by society, mm. and 
we don't see them the same way. And unfortunately, I got into drugs that were not accepted by society. And that's what created all my troubles in my life. And that's where I had to, to get out. But at one point, we are in a society that is so disconnected from ourselves and for our, our emotions. We live in a society that is based on fear needs. We, we have these material needs. The world is very materialistic right now because we are living such fear that we are thinking about how can we protect ourselves from all these fears. Yeah. And if we reconnect to ourselves, we realize that fears are not material at all. Fears are just in the mind. And that's what is creating all the pain that we live in is because we don't see that we can stop that from inside. And reconnecting to yourself is the best thing you can do through meditation, through going to nature, to whatever. There is so many ways to, to be in the present moment, to connect to yourself and to feel your emotions. And I think the only thing that people need to do if they want to end an addiction is first to ask themselves, what, what am I trying to outsource? And then what is the, the event in my life that made me desire to outsource that ability that I have? Okay. Mm. Sorry, Asha, can you repeat the last um, part? Uh, I think the connection is um, cut. So uh, I, I, I was saying that we need first to reconnect with ourselves and then to understand what was the event in our lives that created that belief that we need to outsource mm -hmm. an ability. And then from there, create smaller steps, smaller events that will build up the confidence in ourselves that we can do it and that there's no thing that is so scared. There's nothing that is going to hurt us if we go with awareness because most of the time people, they're so busy in their mind that they start doing things without thinking, without feeling what's happening, if it's really good for them or they just do as everybody does and then they get hurt. Yeah. But when you go with awareness, you're going to stop yourself before you burn yourself. Hmm. Yeah, it's really important, right, to be aware of ourselves first. Um, first, recognize that um, how is this impacting your life how is this affecting you and from there because uh, you can't you can't change or you know um, work on something if you don't recognize that this is something that you want to change and if you want to change it you need to recognize yeah. the effects it has on you yeah and it's really important to get to the root cause of that of everything that not just the surface level of, you know, stopping. I, I need to stop this, like, this dependence or addiction. and But it's you're always going to come up to a wall if you don't um, work on the inner, if you don't have the inner work first to just really yeah. know what is causing you to be dependent or what is your, yes. you know, your authentic um, self. Is your or your desires, um, yeah. So, Asha, how did you? I I am curious. Like, how did you start your like recovery journey, and what has really motivated you to, um, you know, to embark on this journey of recovery? was um one morning i woke up and and I, I took a line of cocaine like every morning and at that moment i realized that something was up something was not working that i couldn't be alas if i had to take cocaine all the time um i wasn't able to travel if i didn't know somewhere in the destination that would be able to bring me drugs like the only uh, trips I did during these 10 years were to places uh, where I knew that someone would bring me drugs like 
right after landing the plane. You know, like I was so addicted that I needed to have drugs all the time, 24 hours, seven. I was consuming drugs mm-hmm. from the morning to the evening. I was consuming cocaine, alcohol, and weed on a daily basis. And that kind of like, um, it went to a point where my body couldn't, it couldn't bear that anymore. And my life was just that mindless seeking of making money to be able to buy these drugs and then to take these drugs and then to just go over in this same loop. And I was going to parties every day and was just really uh, putting myself into an environment that was uh, favorable for the consumption of drugs. And all the people I knew were only comforting me into the consumption of drugs. In that world, I was like the best because I was doing that very well. Mm. And at that time, I, I met the psychiatrist during a party and I was hitting on her. I, I wanted to have a date with her, but she asked, are you taking? And I was like, oh, I, I lost you. And at that moment, I was like, well, I don't take medication. I'm taking drugs. And she was like, well, you, you have ADHD. You, you should treat that with some medication. And I was like, what, what, what are you saying there? Uh, I have like a mental disorder. And uh, she, she showed me the papers and, I, and she showed me all the, um, the symptoms of ADHD into an adult that is not treated. And I was like, this is exactly my life. Uh, the same thing when you have like a, a birth chart from astrology, you're like, oh my God, how can you know everything that's happening in my life? Mm. And that created that shift that I'm not a junkie, actually. I'm, I'm someone who can who has some mental disability. And at that point, the doctors, they wanted me to take uh, Adderall or Ritalin. And I was like, I'm not going to trade from street drugs to legal this is just stupid recover from my my old my drugs addictions and i started to have clarity in my mind to be able to function like a normal human being and even though i think right now i have focus abilities and um, and attention spans are way bigger than most of humans hmm. yeah um i think uh a lot of it's very common to have that uh what's called this adhd is actually a very common you know um uh, what's it called this condition uh, actually i know someone yeah. also has that um it's more really having that like yeah like i said short attention span that impulsivity and it's good that you are able to recognize that this is something that you don't want anymore like something is off like you said no yeah and you just want to change this right Mm. yes and and the problem is that we don't understand our brains and we don't know how to train them and we when we're a kid we're put into schools and we forced to focus on things that we don't care at all yeah and that creates us this this dysfunction because we don't want to focus on that so we kind of like start wondering and as kids we have so much energy and and that's why there's so many kids now that have ADHD because we don't teach them how to use their brain and how to use their focus and the technology that we are creating right now is wonderful but has this backside where we are making something that is too easy to use and and people are starting to lose their abilities with that yeah that's true like you need to really teach people, uh, you know, the young, especially the I think the young ones, can really benefit from having that kind of lesson, not just the usual lessons we have at school, you know, like math or science, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure, Asha, your journey wasn't um, smooth sailing, right? Um, so, yeah, like what was the recovery process like were there moments that you wanted to like give up or feel like it's not um, this is impossible or yeah or those moments where you just um, didn't continue well, I, I think I think it's always one moment where where we're hitting a wall and we're like oh I will not never be able to do this it's it's too hard it's it's not for me or whatever but that that's just the mind ego is trying to 
Actually, everything you can unlock everything in your brain because your brain is something very different. And you just need to find the right line of code and write it again, and then you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Of course, there is layers and layers and layers of codes. And sometimes to be able to do something, you're going to have to dig way deeper to be able to, to find out what is the thing that is is really blocking you from, from achieving your goals. But virtually, you're able to do anything. It might take some more time for one person to the other, but... I think that the best thing is really to write your goals on a paper and remind them to yourself every day, even though you might not be able to. Some people might be able to achieve them in three months, but some people might take five years. And that's the moment where you need to uh, accept that you, you are unique. Everybody is unique and everybody have their own life path. And the problems come when we compare it to each other. We're like, oh, this person has that in three weeks and it's been me, it's been three months I've been trying to do it. That doesn't matter. It's your life. Live your life every day the way it is. If it's not coming faster for you, that's totally okay. And the more you accept that, the more you're going to love yourself and say, that's my life and that's how I need to live it. I don't need, I can be inspired by others. I can be like, oh, this person is doing that. I want the same thing. But it doesn't matter if you don't get it in the same time. Because if you do exactly like they do, you're living their lives. And you have your own life and no one can, and no one else can have that. So, yeah, there's always dark times. There is always moments like this afternoon. I, I did like one hour of breath work because I, I had some things that was blocking me. I wanted to create some stuff online. And I was like, why, can't, why do I feel resistant to posting that? And uh, and then I was just, okay, I'm just going to take some time. I'm going to just check in with myself and say, okay, what is the problem here? Why why do I feel that resistance? And work with that, and that's the fastest way to, to, to achieve. Uh, I want to quote Jim Ron. Uh, it's, uh, he's already dead. He was uh, a coach in the 80s, I think. He was the mentor of Tony Robbins, and he always says, Work harder on yourself than you work on your job. Because if something is hard, it means that you're not doing it right. That's life should be easy. You know, like we we are not horses, we're not cows. We have a brain because we understood human species at one point understood that if we have a brain, we will have an easy life. We, we created technology. We, we send people in the space to see how much there is intelligence in that brain. And when you put your brain to work, you find out solutions and you make it easier. And if you think that something you're doing is hard, just take a break and ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? What, am, what is blocking me to see how easy it is? Because you will always find someone on YouTube that is making the same thing way easier. Because they don't have any resistance. They just love what they're doing. Yeah. I think that's really uh, an important thing to um, keep in mind, right? And it's so powerful to know that. Because I, I actually read somewhere, like, the um, I'm not sure how the quote really goes, but it says, like, the answer lies within the one who has the problem. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's very powerful. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. Every, every answer you need is inside of you. Mm. And the, the more you connect to yourself, the more you will understand and the more the flow of information will go. It's just the thing that when we have a problem, it creates fears and that diverts our attention to, to the wrong things. You know, like when you're driving, you, you need to look at the road, not at the walls. And the problem is fears are like, big walls that are so big that we just bang our, our head on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's really, um, like you said, it's um, important to really work, do the inner work first, and then yeah, the rest follows, you know, like uh, your business, your... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, don't be... It's good that you like having this conversation with you, like giving you know, like personal coaching as well. And it's 
important to un to keep in mind that um like you don't need to follow anyone else's timeline you know uh no. yeah because you only have yourself like we all have our own stories our own like our personal problems like no per one person like have the same you know exact um story and all these things happen like um feeling down or having all these um challenges but what's important is you have the right mindset to overcome it like one of my favorite quotes as well is whether you think you can or cannot overcome your problems then you are right <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right mm. so it's all in like your beliefs and your mindset mm. yeah and so asha you've also talked about um you want to talk about like what are the steps and practices that um you want people to know so that they can really see change in their lives Well, I, I think that the most important thing to start is, is really to, to find uh, any kind of activity that can allow them to calm themselves, an activity that is not stimulating and that really get them to, to be in a, uh, at peace with themselves. And what I'm saying, non-stimulating, is like not watching something on YouTube or Netflix or uh, social media. It's like something that is, I would, la- I would say, the less interactive with technology. Because the light of the screen already is is uh, um, attacking the nervous system, we we are made to be uh, regulated with the light of the sun, and humans were uh, developed in a, in a space where there was no artificial lights. So when we have like uh, light coming to our eyes, is activating the, um, the cortisol in our in our body, or uh, it, it's the hormone that causes stress but uh, awakes us as well. <laughs> So avoiding screens, I would say doing art, uh, cooking, uh, doing uh, like a walk in the in the park or in the forest. Uh, I would say sport, but if you do sport, you need to to keep it to an extent where you don't exhaust yourself, you don't kill yourself to sport because some people also are addicted to to going to the gym or to doing any kind of sports, and they do so much that this is becoming an addiction for them. Yeah. So finding a I would, that's for someone who is just really at an early level. So finding an activity that is allowing you to calm down and to reduce the, the stress you are feeling on a daily basis. If you already feel that you are already calm enough, starting to meditate, doing like two minutes, five, ten minutes every day, morning, evening. I would say first thing in the morning is meditation. The last thing in the day is meditation. That's what I'm teaching in my online course. I have a new online course right now which is really about meditation, journaling, and discovering who you are. But then you can, when you're going to do meditation, feelings and emotions are going to come up. That's the moment you start reconnecting to yourself. And then there is what, what we call the digging, where you're like trying to understand what is emotion meaning, what is it, this emotion trying to tell me, what, what do I need to understand from it? Then when you start to understand, you need to express it because it was inside of you. Expressing it can be like screaming, can be doing gibberish meditation. I don't know if you know gibberish meditation. No, I haven't heard of that. What, what it, was, it was invented by Osho. Uh, what and it, it's very Osho, gibberish meditation. Oh, okay. I'm just going to demonstrate for like two <laughs> seconds. It, it looks like this, like. Blah 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 blah. So you just make no noises with your your mouth, mm. and that is allowing. And it's as if you have like a conversation with someone, but you don't have to know what you're saying to that person, because there is a lot of emotion that there have. There's no words to express them. Like when you're angry at someone, you can you can express I hate you, fuck you, whatever. You can swear. Yeah. But there are some things you, you don't even know you have inside of you. So doing that kind of meditation, you can do it. And when I did that for one week, three hours a day. And I can't tell you how much like anger got out of me. And there is other ways uh, you can do. You can uh, um, 
I don't know if I mentioned art, you can also journal, you can make also video journaling and talking with someone, you just express what, what emotion you have inside of you. And that's going to make space for you to be able to, to breathe out. And that's the easiest way to do any kind of emotional work. And basically, that's what we do as coach. We just talk with the person and we dig for them. We, we ask a question and this question going to uncover things under it and the people are going to express it. And then they're just going to be like, oh, my God, I've never seen that yeah, in my that life. Awakening. And then they feel so good. Yeah. Yeah, that um, awakening, as they say. And Wow, that's so interesting. I haven't heard of that yet and I haven't tried it. I might, I will, I will look into that. I'll try that. <laughs> you, you mean gibberish meditation? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard of it. Or yeah, it. it's very powerful. I, you know, like I did it one morning, I woke up and I was feeling like I couldn't express my feeling. I was like, okay, and I just sat in this same chair here and I started doing that. And then I was just like moving and, and walking around my, my room and, and I was drawing and, and doing this and felt so good because there's so many things that we invent words to be able to express yourself. I don't know if you know the emotional wheel. Yeah, emotional wheel. Is it like when you identify what what emotions you're feeling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of emotions. And I think 90% of the people, they don't know half of them. Yeah, yeah there's they, a different how, kind of how many, like. Even even myself without the wheel, I can I can say anger, happiness, love, uh, I don't know, sadness, anxiety. I, I can mention a few, but I don't know all of them. Yeah. And when when you have it in front of your eyes, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's helping me. But then when you're in the car, you're driving to your work, or I don't know, you're somewhere, and the the explanation for gibberish meditation was given like you're you're in the, the supermarket and you want you want to go and it's late and you want to go home it's raining and then someone comes and just keep you in the line like three person in front of you and that fucking just like get you like, like and at that moment like you don't want to be rude you don't want to say hey fuck you man why did you take my spot yeah so then at that moment you, you have these emotions to come in and then you can just start doing gibberish meditation just and you and you go it. for it, and, yeah. It's just to let go of all of the tension, and it's super powerful. Like literally, there there is people going to India to the meditation center that are paying like five hundred bucks a week just to be doing that. Wow, really? And that's great. Um, yeah, I will try that. Uh, that's true. You know, there are a lot of emotions that we feel. Sometimes you don't. We can't pinpoint it exactly what it is. Like, it's exactly, not really sadness, yeah. but it's not loneliness, something. So, yeah, I think that's a really great way to try, great practice to try. Um, well, for me, I haven't, before, I'm not really, I don't really do meditation because I easily get, I get easily distracted. <laughs> but well, that's, that's exactly <laughs> the point of meditation. Yeah, and then sometimes you, you should you should try my online course. Really? Okay, I'll look into it later after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think I need guidance in that because um, gibberish meditation and and how there's so many things because I mean we we invented the ways of communication we with languages and um, I don't know how many languages you, you've been able to speak in your lang in your in your life but uh, and so far I've learned like six languages and learning one language to the other made me understand things in the first like my mother tongue is Polish my, my father tongue is French then I learned Dutch at school then English then Spanish Portuguese and um, when I started learning Spanish and Portuguese which are very close to French mm -hmm. I started understanding things in French that I did not understand because I was like a fish in the sea you know I couldn't see the water because I was born to it and then I was like, oh, this word means that in French. You know, like I was understanding the, 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 the root meaning of the words. And I was like, wow. It's just like uh, this very simple example, like the, the word fireman in French, it's pompier, which is like the pump guy. Because the firemen, they were pumping water. Mm, what was that? Pompier? So, Sorry. Pompier. 
pompe. Yeah, it's like it's like a pump, you know, like to blow air or just to pump water. Mm. And when I, when I was thinking the word in French for me, like pompier, like fireman, was like normal. I mean, I was it was a word by itself. But then when you think fireman is like the, the people who are fighting the fire, you know, like. And then I, I started learning Spanish, and I realized that the word uh, bomberios, which is the translation, literal translation of of fireman. It's also someone who is pumping. And I was like, oh, my God, that makes me understand French better. You know, learning mm-hmm. Spanish made me understand French. And doing that, I, I could, like, get way more deep, mean, the deeper meaning into my own uh, native language. Mm-hmm. But just that to say that our ability to express ourselves are so limited. And we, we as humans, we, we're creating ways to communicate. We have smartphones. We have... Uh, laptops with their internet and we were so much talking about connection with each other like internet and smartphones and, and fast computers has become so important especially right now with, with, with the pandemic people are like really needing fast phones and we're lacking the connection with ourselves first and so we're trying to express ourselves outside but we don't, we don't even know what we want to say. And when we understand what we want to say, we can lower the amount of things we have to say because we're just like, oh, actually, I know what I have to say. So I just have to say one thing or express one thing. Then I'm being understood. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> languages. Um, well, for me, I only know three languages. So English, our native, two native languages. That's yeah, a good start. What? What was that? I, 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 lost you. I, I lost you. I think there was a signal problem. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying that I only know three languages. And that, that's already a lot. You know, you're, you're part of like 10% of the population that knows more. I think 90, 90% of the population knows only one language. And then there's like a, a small percentage that uh, that knows like two, two languages. And then three languages is mm-hmm. even smaller. It's like very short like people who know more than two languages are like limited amount like yeah, you know right like I, well i'm lucky that i live in a country where we actually have a lot of dialects here like so many dialects mm-hmm. so two of the because i know three so one is english and the other two is uh like the native national language and then another native language here Mm, nice, yeah. Yeah, it's it can be really hard to express ourselves, you know, if you only know one, uh, like language, and the vocabulary is also limited. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's so important because all human relationships are based on communication and experience. I I truly believe that we humans, we created way of communicating to avoid violence because animals. They're very limited, you know, like a dog. He knows only how to bark and show his teeth. So he, mm-hmm. if he wants to be nice, he just needs to shut up. And <laughs> But when a dog starts barking, the other dogs are like, what's going to happen? We're going to have to fight, you know. Yeah. But we are about to say, hey, 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 just, just calm down here. I'm your friend. It's all okay, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that was, let me just, um, like, a recap of what you've, said like you mentioned you know like um really calming yourself down like not do activities that will not stimulate overstimulate you right yeah so that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and that's really important because so many people now are addicted to um technology as well especially social media so yeah yeah actually i think that's the one dependence that i have that <laughs> before that's something that you just like mindlessly scroll through your phone first thing in the morning and it can be really bad for your mental health and how you just go about your day yeah so yeah doing doing something like like put your head up and not just look down on your phone and just do something right like I mean, you know like 
the, the two most important things you need you should do in the morning, depending on what kind of routine you have in the morning. If you I don't, I'm working with my dreams, so when I wake up at five in the morning, I just like do a few things and I go back to sleep, so I can have more lucid dreams. Mm. But if you want to to, to head start your, your your day and you want to get this this kick of energy, first thing you need to do is to look at the sun. You know, like uh, I mean, if you if you wake up around like the sunrise, uh, if you wake up at twelve, don't look at the sun straight, but get some sunlight. Mm-hmm. Having straight uh, exposure to sunlight is so important because that's activate the circadian clock. So the, the circadian clock is like the hormonal clock we have in our body. Everybody has a twenty-four hour cycle. Women, you have a twenty-eight day cycle on top of the 24 hours. As men, we have it easy. We have a 24-hour cycle. And most of the people, their cycle is between, we have the night that is between 10 to 6 in the morning, and the rest of the day, we have the the wake cycle. And what you need to do is, in the in the morning, is to get the sunlight. So that activates the cortisol in your body. That's going to wake you up. And then you can, that's activating your brain and your body. And then you can make like a bike push-ups or like some exercise to get the blood flowing inside of your body. Mm. And that, after that, you can do uh, either journaling or meditation. Most of the people who are not used to that, they might go, go back to sleep if they meditate straight. That's <laughs> why in my online course, it's guided meditation where I'm talking so people have to listen to me. Mm. But you can, if you don't want to meditate, you can journal. Yeah, like writing things. And, and write down and... A good thing to do as well, I have like, that my lady I have the papers with questions on, on, on write, written on them. And one of the first thing I do in the morning is I read these questions. Because that, that makes me think, it pushes me to, to find solution. And that's also a moment where the brain is not super fixed. We're still in that dreamy state that is very, um, how do you say, uh, creative. And so the ideas can come to you. So these are things you can do in the morning uh, if, if you want to, to head start your day. Like for, for right now, I'm like working with my dreams and I'm really learning how to uh, be more present in my dreams. So I wake up in the night and I send myself a voice message with the dream I just had. And then I just like try to understand it and I go back to sleep with the intention to remember my dreams. So I, I have like short dreams like I have like spans of say like 10, 20 minutes where I, I have like dreams and then I wake up and I, and I can understand my dreams. Mm. Wow. So that's your, yeah. basically your morning routine. Okay. That's, that's my morning routine, but like waking up and watching the sun, that's what's something I would recommend to anyone who wants to have uh, a better uh, emotional health because emotions, they're not just things that we feel in our bodies. They are carried by hormones. Hormones are the physical uh, chemicals that are triggering the emotions. Mm-hmm. When, when you're afraid, when you're in pain, when anything happens in your body, there is something happening physically. And it's crazy because, you know, like some people might have a pain somewhere when there is no, no, no hurt, you know. But when the brain is saying there's pain inside of the hand, the body is going to send the chemicals in the hand to say there's, there's a pain. So there's even physical, we control everything. So doing, doing uh, health on your circadian clock, that's helping you to reset your hormonal cycle. Yeah. And then to mention it can help you, right? Like if, if you have, yeah, yeah you can continue. <laughs> yeah. If you have the chance in the evening to, to watch the sunset, I would recommend to do it for 10 minutes as well. 10 minutes of the sun in the morning, 10 minutes of the sun in the in the evening. Sunset is very good because that is raising your level of serotonin as well. Mm. And I don't know any human who doesn't enjoy seeing uh, a sunset. Yeah. And that has more than just being calming and lowering the, the cortisol level and raising the serotonin level and opening your pineal, pineal gland, which is what's going to activate your dreams, it also makes you enjoy nature and, and connect with nature saying, wow, this world is beautiful. You know, and that's something that's worth living. You know, like The world we live in is like paradise when you, when you have the chance to watch the sunset. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
this is a very important uh it's very educational actually i think a lot of people will be interested especially here in the philippines because um i don't think a lot of people are knowledgeable about these kinds of things you know here in the philippines there's not much resources about you know all this meditation journaling even psychology and all this stuff and it's great that um to have this podcast i think i hope i'm hoping a lot can reach a lot of people here and yeah uh i think that's one of the things that are also that needs to be worked on because there's a lot of people here who are more connected to their phones than to you know nature yeah. the outside world and that is why we mm. so stuck in feeling all these ne- like uncomfortable emotions of you know because we see other people living seems like they're living their best lives but it's just the you know highlight like a highlight reel it's not everything yeah yeah but i mean you know to 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 live your best life you also need to live your worst life you know and and i understand you know in, in social media most of the people they want to they want to show the best part but yeah. do do you want to hear someone complain all the time as well mm-hmm. and uh, i mean emotions are not comfortable when we're not used to them mm-hmm. yeah now like emotions are action triggers if every time an emotion comes it means that something you need to do something mm. you know like well i mean happiness is something that you you you, are, you receive and you want you want to do more of it anger is like something is happening is not working well you need to change it you know like and stress is like oh danger is coming and i have a very simple example like one day i was driving on my scooter and then the car just in front of me just brakes and i see the red lights mm-hmm. and i was very present in my body and i could see the red lights and i could feel my whole body releasing cortisol for like making me more aware of what's what's happening and i really felt that that wave of of stress going through my whole body and i just like squeeze the brakes and i and i brake behind it i avoid the accident mm-hmm. and i felt the stress and i reacted and then the stress could go out you know because my i just read it well and most of the people when an emotion comes and they're so used to receive order because when you were born we we put you in school you just do everything that as it said and people are used to just do what they're, they're told they're not uh, used to listen to their body and do what their body is telling right. them right yeah that's true now we we wake up we're tired okay i'm going to get a coffee i'm going to wake up and i'm going to go to work and society is putting pressure to us to to be disconnected from ourselves normally in a in a functional society if you wake up and you feel tired you should be able to say hey boss i'm tired today i'm not coming <laughs> of course some people will abuse of that but anyway what i'm saying is that people are not used to listen to the emotion and when emotion comes they're like oh my god i'm pushing what i'm doing so they try to avoid it they take their phone yeah. and they they want to avoid their emotions because they don't know what to do with them but then when you start processing your emotion you're like okay that's what's happening in my life and that's that's okay yeah. and the more you process your emotion the more you understand what they mean and the more you can take action and you the more you 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 can control of your life the only way to have control of your life is to have control of your emotion and your emotion in a way you cannot control them you need to to respond to them yeah Because a lot of people now, like whenever they feel, you know, sadness, loneliness, anger, they feel like it's something really negative that they try to, like I say, avoid it, to ignore it, or to numb it. And that's where, like, this addiction or dependence comes, right? So you depend on something that will help you numb the pain or that will help you escape, um, whatever problem you have or situation you have you know you know one one thing i want to say to these people who are trying to escape this image imagine a life where you can only say yes mm. you know i'm asking like do you want to go to the movie theater yes do you want to have this yes you cannot say no no you cannot say no it's the same if you want to avoid your emotion it's meaning that you cannot say no when you do something and it makes you sad is your body saying no 
and you're like, oh yeah, I don't want you to say no. But if some, if you don't like something, you you should be able to say no. Yeah, I think that's the. Um... So that, that that's what people. Yeah, to overcome our dependence as well, we need to have the, these like emotion regulation skills, right? And to have that, we need to be more aware of our emotions and to really feel it and yeah, sit with them. Right? So this is something I think a lot of people can also learn and improve uh, these emotion regulation skills. Um, there's not a lot, like you said, um, our society has taught so many people that, oh, boundaries are bad, like being angry or sad is bad, and you just have to be positive all the time, you know, or you can, all this toxic positivity is not helping. And it's, yeah, um, yeah, I, I read it so often, like, oh, I'm focusing on the positive. Or even some coach told me you need to focus on the positive, but I'm like, this is not possible. Like, if you have, if you have a stone in your shoe, do you you will focus on the fact that you have a shoe, or you will take off the stone? I'm like, you, you need you need to be aware of the positive, but there is so much negative that it's been hiding that people don't understand that negative is as good as 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 the positive. You know, like everything comes and goes. There's night, there's day, and we're here to make an average of all of that. You know, life is going like this, and we are living here. Yeah. I, I, I totally feel yeah, it's it's kind of like sad, but you know, like the more the more people are gonna be forced to to feel their emotion, the better it's gonna be at one point. Yeah, true. And so that's basically the. What do you call this? The, the gist or the core of, you know, working on our dependence or addictions, right? To just really yeah. overstimulate yourself, connect with yourself more. And that means being comfortable with our emotions, you know, so that we can, um, like, implement healthier ways to cope. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not cope, just just go with it. Because mm. once you accept your emotion and you're like, okay, that's what's happening, that's where I am. And, you know, like it's, if, if you prepare food and you want you want to season it, you need to taste the food. It's like, oh, is there enough salt inside? You're not just going to put salt without trying it. You need to try and see what emotion you have. And then when you see what emotion you have, you can change them. Yeah, yeah. All right. And... So how is, like, are there any other, like, or is this basically what the, pro, like, implementing change is like, or was there anything else that you did? Um, I mean, the, the, the core basis of that, yes, then the ways you do it, there is so many techniques, there is so many modalities that you can try to, to get, and Everybody has their own way of doing it. I would say personal development is like a sport, you know, there's like a physical activity. You know, there's so many different sports. You can play tennis, you can play basketball, football, cricket, uh, horseback riding, you can mount, uh, ski, you can go ski in the mountain. And everybody needs to find the best way for themselves. I think meditation is still the core of that because meditation is is how you learn to use your brain and we all have a brain and it all starts with the brain i personally love journaling i i got journals and and, and i and i feel i feel them every day i write for hours this morning i was journaling for two hours uh, and it's something that I, I i personally love but then some people can make just videos like at one point i was like I tried doing that. I started recording myself in videos and just talking to the videos, and it works as well. Yeah, you, yeah, guys, you should um, like look at his and check out his Instagram page because <laughs> I know that yeah, he posts content there uh, consistently, right? And yeah, 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 it's great. Uh, and I think a l- more people will know more about that when they enroll in your program or course. Yeah, yeah. If, if anyone is interested to 
to connect with this self, to learn their emotion and create a better life. My course is like 21 days of meditation and I, and I created a bonus suite for people who are even more motivated. And during these 21 days, you have two daily meditation, one morning and one evening. And then every few days, I think there's two videos where I'm, where I'm sharing my knowledge and one or two tasks a week. So it's not much work, but uh, from the reviews I'm having and I'm going to start sharing some comments I received, people say having... Uh, result after three days just three days people are starting to be like wow my life is changing and, I, and one woman said after one week she just felt she was someone else so i'm like there is there is a lot of value there there is a lot of uh, transformation that be, can be done and it's so easy you, know, you just need to sit down you know? <laughs> <laughs> right you just you just yeah. have to I'm, I'm sure for a lot of people it's not um it's something new and of course it takes a lot of like repeated practice and intentional commitment yeah. to it. Like it's not something that just happens yeah. overnight. Like you'll be good at it automatically. So you need to be patient. With yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is that I know, I know that people have like that's why I made it simple. So it's evolving. The more you go, the, the harder it's becoming. But it goes as a, a slow rhythm, so people can really evolve with it easy. And the good thing is that every time they finish something, it goes automatically to the next one. So, you know, it's very made easy for people to mm. do it. So what's, what is your program called, Asha? Maybe you'd like to share it so that people... Yeah, so the name is, it's called Emotional Stability. Emotional. So that's um, for 21 weeks? 21 weeks? Yeah. 21 days. 21 days and there is one bonus week. So in total, you have like 31 days of, of work. But if you do the main 21 days, um, I can guarantee to anyone that they're going to have installed the foundation for a better life. And if the people, after doing the whole course, don't find themselves satisfied, I, I give back the money after 60 days. And so far, a lot of people um, like really be uh, felt the change in their lives or really benefited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I will check that out <laughs> for my. Yeah, time. go for it. Go for it. R right now, uh, the, the price is is way lower because I was doing some modification. I received a lot of feedback from people, so I, I transformed it. Mm -hmm. So right now, the price is very low, and I'm gonna raise the price maybe next month. I think when I finish all the transformation. Okay, I will share that um, in, like later after this. And okay. Yeah, is this something that you can do like? anytime or do you have to do it like every day <laughs> so the best is to do it every morning and every evening yeah. but i know that sometimes you want to take a break and you can make one day that's what the thing the, the, the full course is 30 days and i'm giving 60 days to people to do it and decide if it's worth it you know like i know that sometimes people want to do it a, a bit slower but anything you want to do, if you want to be successful at it, you need to do it every day. If you want to learn how to ride a bicycle, you need to do it a little bit every day. If you do some bicycle every six months, you're never going to be able to learn to do it. True. Yeah, you need to be like consistent with it. Yeah. To really intentionally exactly. commit to something. Because I think some people just, you know, they just want to do something, but they don't really put in the work to... Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a lot of excuses sometimes. I, I, for I am speaking from experience as well. You know, it's uh, yeah. Sometimes you like sabotage yourself. You have a lot. Of yeah, excuses. and that's totally normal. Mm. That's totally normal. We all do that. But I, w I want to say, if you have excuses, ask yourself what what is prevent, what is really scaring you, what is blocking you from doing it. You know, yeah. I don't think people procrastinate or are lazy on purpose because they don't want to be successful. I think that something is scaring them. And there is so many beliefs, you know, like one of the, the biggest beliefs about, about uh, success or whatever is that there is something evil behind it, you know, and it's like, oh, you're greedy or you're selfish, you know, like whatever, you know, there's always some belief. And when you understand what, that's why I'm always saying, like work on yourself better. If you feel that you're procrastinating, 
if you want to do something, if you want to post your your, uh, your podcast more often, and you're not doing it, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? You know, and it, and it's it is always something, and then it's like the question is, what is the worst that could happen if I do it? What could what could I lose, you know? And always ask yourself, is it true? You know, there's so many questions you can ask yourself to understand where you are. And, and then when you answer this question, you're like, oh, that's why. It's because when I was five years old, my grandma told me I could not do it. <laughs> you just excavate a lot of things once you do that, you know, tr- start to connect to yourself. And a lot of things will come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, literally. Mm. Sorry, uh, I just want to give my own example. Like when I, when I started uh, sharing stuff on social media, I I thought I was going to make uh, Instagram about food. And if you scroll down to my Instagram, you will see that the first pictures is only food. And then I started putting pictures of myself. And then I started saying like, why am I not? Why am I scared of putting pictures of myself? And I realized that I had so much fear of, of looking superficial because, like, Instagram is very famous for superficial people, mm-hmm. and and I was accused of that. You know, one day someone was like, "Oh, we don't want you to post selfies and and talk about your opinion." And I was like, "Well, if I take care of my image and I have an opinion, I'm not superficial. I'm whole." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then understanding that I had a fear of being superficial, just just blew it. And and now I'm like making videos. I don't care about what people think about me because I'm just like playing check. Yeah, and people can see that you know if what kind of energy you're giving out if you're confident. Is there anything else that you want to say as a you know like part part to me? <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, like uh, everybody sh- should uh, keep hope in, in themselves and know that uh, the most important thing is that we all have our own journey and everybody is at different stage. Some people might be in the same stage as us and we're like, oh, and they're going faster because maybe they have less limiting beliefs and they can just, they're just going to move, move faster with that. Um, that, yeah, there's always help outside there's people like you and me and that uh, we're dedicating our life for that and if like me in the beginning i was kind of shy of asking help to coaches and to professionals or even to friends i was just going on on social media and finding finding a lot of free content and uh, most of the people can do a lot by themselves and at one point i mean you can you can do a lot on surface seven at one point you're gonna have to to have someone to help you see things because there is always these things we cannot see behind our backs. And that is usually the thing that is unlocking everything. But yeah, if, if someone needs help, they can always send me a message on, on the Instagram. And sometimes if I can solve a problem in five minutes, just by answering a few words, I just do it. You know, I, I don't, we don't need to go for a session. Of course, if someone really have a lot of things they want to transform, we can do it through a session. But uh, yeah, there's so many people that can help, and this people are way nicer than we think on social media and in the world in general. We are made to be good to each other. There is uh, a study from the Professor Huberman. Uh, if anyone loves science and uh, human connections, the human body. I recommend that Professor Andrew Huberman, he's making a weekly podcast, it's like two hours of video, mm-hmm. and he made one on gratitude practices. And the most important thing that is in the gratitude practice, because we all have heard of like, yeah, make your gratitude list and be grateful in the morning. But they discovered that when we receive gratitude from someone, it's way more powerful than when we try to give it to ourselves. It's more powerful if we give it to someone, is that? Yeah, if, if, if I'm thankful to someone, that person will receive way more gratitude and feel way better than if I'm like, oh, I'm grateful for having a house and grateful for having this. We're trying to trick our minds into believing things that we're not believing. And repeating the action might work on some time, but if someone comes to you and say, I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here, you will feel it so much more. Oxytocin 
uh, serotonin, all these pleasure molecules, there are some that are just made for humans to bond. Yeah. We're literally made to give pleasure to each other. And more than that, we have organs that are made for that. Um, so I think this episode has been um, really eye-opening for a lot of us, even me. <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. Until now, yeah, um, you have to remember that all of us um, go through certain challenges, and even us, you know, as life coaches, you know, we all have our own stories, and uh, we. We don't let, uh, like, you can't let other people think that we are someone who is um, perfect, who has everything under control. Because we're all just working on ourselves daily, right? Every day we work on ourselves. And, yeah, I hope that um, having your story here has helped other people create a declaration, a clear and concise statement that will propel them to deal with their challenges and addictions, Asha. And, yeah, it's such an inspiration to hear your story. Uh, someone who is, you. you know, young and talented, successful person, um, talk about his struggles, how he overcame it, and how you rose about, above it, and also how grounded you are in yourself, in your own beliefs, how you're helping other people achieve this. Yeah, I think a lot of young men and women need to hear this. So, yeah. Yeah, and I really appreciate you. Thank you for your making time today. Thank you. I had a lot of pleasure doing that. I thought, I thought it was pretty fun and pretty simple and just straightforward. Yeah. And hopefully um, we can do this again next time. And I look forward to... You know, if you want to podcast soon, I'd love to hear it. And yeah, I think it's good.